You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. 1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit, City of Champions. And episode two of Detroit City of Champions. This time it's the trials and tribulations. Uh, the difficulty of bringing back a forgotten story. So, Charles Abison, thank you. Episode two, man. Yeah. Make this happen. Yeah, I'm Jamie Flanagan here with Charles. And uh, just talking about episode one. Uh, we got a little bit of the backstory. We got a little bit of your backstory, and, and how you how you found this this interesting statistic in a media guide. And then from there, you were like, "I'm going to write a paper about this," and you couldn't find the information for the paper, uh, and began a, a seven year uh, journey yes. <laughs> of of three books and a screenplay and uh, a whole lot more. So um, we we looked at the 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 years surrounding. 1935, uh, kind of a little bit of the backstory. Uh, Detroit was kind of meh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, before uh, that, it was it was a, it was a, it was in the middle of the Great Depression. Yeah, the city is basically. I mean, the, the auto industry was in the tank. It was in the toilet, and uh, this their city is looking for anything to get excited, and this certainly did the trick. It was akin to a miracle. You've got championships across the board. Thirty-three yep. different 33 championships, championships yep. in 1935 in Detroit, uh, which made us. The city of champions and, yeah. and really began. I would I'd be so bold as to say it really launched you know fandom and and 100%. And, and modern yeah you're not even sports yeah that you're hundred you're you nailed it right on the head. This is the the birth of Detroit sports. That's the, that's the easiest way to say it. Yeah. I mean, um, this this is this is what began Detroit's love affair with the especially the identity as. A sports town, and not just a Tiger town, not just a home of Garwood, the speedball racer, but an actual overall sports, and not just a sports town, but a legitimate threat in the world of sports. I mean, like if you're not looking, Detroit's going to sweep the table of you. You know, they're going to dominate an entire <laughs> single year. They're going to do something magical. You know, and and this was the beginning of that that notion, and to, and to bring these fans um, such joy in the midst of the Great Depression. Yeah. That's that that you know these people became. Um, I even have quotes in the books about how after the year was over, they the, even these writers would say, before this season, nobody. I mean, sports were like they literally. He said that the sport, you know, basically we were the home of the Tigers in Garwood. That was it. Yeah. He said after this season, we are all diehard sports fans. All anybody wants to talk about is that you know whether the Tigers can repeat, whether the Lions can do this again, and so it literally made Detroit a sports minded nation you know sports-minded city this is what yeah. began it and so yeah so the difficulty of bringing back the the forgotten story because we, we we led into it and said that the tigers were kind of you know the catalyst for this sure. garwood had there was a positivity about him because he was amazing yeah. and we'll do an episode two on garwood oh, absolutely. that's gonna be a fun one that's and, gonna be fun I'm and telling, then uh, <laughs> garwood is so great yeah and then uh but then you know the excitement from that then then the tigers had a big turnaround uh, they they invested a ton of money, right? Mm -hmm. The owner, you, we talked a little bit about that. Yeah, a uh, hundred thousand dollars at the time, easily two million dollars. And it was and it was huge because in at the middle the, of the depression. Yeah, and it was huge because the owner of the Tigers, you know, to set that story back up, we said talked about it in the last episode, but this it's just such a, an inc incredibly important and, and interesting element to the story that the owner of the Tigers 
The Tigers had the in 1933 they had the worst attendance since 1907. The team was on the the financially the team was on life support. The owner's entire um, you know, his his income was wrapped up in the team. And yeah. so, I mean, like his downfall meant the team's downfall. So, I mean, the, the Tigers were in real trouble. And everybody was advising him. And, his, and the other thing, too, is his health was poor. And it was so poor that at the end of the, at the, after the 1935 World Series, he died just a few weeks after the World Series oh. was over. That's one of the sad, one of the great, like, tragedy, you know, that he'd live, you know, because what he did, he put all of his money into getting Mickey Cochran just so he could, you know, instead of selling the team, he went all in. It's like a poker player, like, I'm not selling, I'm going all in with one last throw of the dice. He got the World Series in like, you know, like one of these great tragedy, you know, type of things, you you know, he wins his championship and then you know, his life ends, you know, I mean, he got to, he got the ultimate fulfillment. He'd never won a world series. It was his fifth attempt at a world series and they won it. And then he died, you know, like mm. what kind of story is that? I mean, my God. <laughs> so yeah, that's where, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. So, um, that we were talking about it last week and I guess again this week. Yeah. So, so you said, but what's the, what was the importance of, of this season? And you were talking the 1935 season. So we yeah. got to, so what's the importance of the season? Well, you know, this is what, um, again, you know, we kind of just hit on it. This is the, this is the beginning of this notion. Like, um, this, this is, uh, you know, D- Detroit is no, has three really major identities. Mm-hmm. We have, we have, we're the motor city. Um, we are the, you know, the, the, you know, Motown, the music city mm-hmm. and we're in, we're sports. We're a sports diehard sports. Those are three, like three major identities. Yeah. And so where did Motown, where did the idea of uh, Motown begin? You know, Motown, you know, Motown, music, you know, Motown. Uh, what about, uh, what about the, you know, the motor city? Where did that begin? Yeah. Henry Ford. Every, that's an easy question. Well, where did Detroit sports begin? 1935. That's what I'm saying. So this is a component. <laughs> yeah. This is a component. We've we've like if without a we we've just kind of like said we just kind of like have taken it for granted, saying oh we've just always been a great sports town. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just like one of those things. So that's what I'm saying. Like the importance of it is is this is like akin to like being an American and like really not ever heard of the Revolutionary War. Right. Right. This yeah. is imagine if it was imagine if the situation was reversed and everybody knew about this whole thing. But nobody had ever heard of Henry Ford. Imagine yeah. if nobody had ever heard of Henry Ford. Oh, yeah. And somebody, instead of this, I was saying, well, you know why we're the Motor City, Jamie? It's because there's this guy named Henry Ford, you know, and he started <laughs> the production line. And, you know, he created this whole industry. That's how, that's how critically important this story was and, and how and the, the, the fact that it was lost. That's how, why it's so important to bring it back. It's how, did it, how did it get lost? How did, how did we lose this? If, how do we lose this story? Well, see, that's, you know, that's what I really sought out to you know, try to understand was I could understand why there would be like a lack of books or whatever. You know, I could, you know, I could maybe, you know, maybe understand why that would be the case. But in a, but a lot of stories that, you know, that there's no books for, there's, um, you know, there, there's a, people still remember it just because it's such just like an iconic part of history, you know, like the, you know, it's part of the story. So there may be like a lack of books or if just, you know, a handful of books out there. But, um, you know, but people still just kind of remember it just because it's in there just, you know, because it's just the story that's been told like kind of orally person to person, generation to generation. And so people are like, oh, there's maybe no books on it, but we all remember it, you know. But in this case, there's nothing like it's like I mean, I have this, this where that sign right there says, did you know, yeah. I have this. I want to do articles in that. I have that sign up there and it's I mean, it's 95 percent. Well, I had no idea that the three teams won their first championships in the same season It's unknown. That's why. Yeah. It's, so I'm saying like that's the question is how has it been so completely forgotten? It's yeah. not just like why isn't there no books on this? There's it's unknown. Yeah. And so it's then that's so that's that was what I sought to answer. Um, and so. Uh, I think that uh, so like the, there's you know there's a few different um, I've come up with a few different uh, things that I think makes sense for the for the reason why um, is that uh, in the in the 1930s 
Um, there, there was you know, today. There's two two newspapers: the Detroit Free Press, Detroit News. Um, in the 1930s, there was three. You mm-hmm. had the Detroit News, the Detroit Free Press, and the Detroit Times. Of those three, the Detroit Times was like in the middle of the Great Depression. Anyways, um, the Free Press and News were more about like you know cutting staff and you know you know reporting on stories. They were trying to keep their budget low. Um, whereas the third newspaper, Detroit Times, was owned by William Randolph Hearst, who was a you know, a billionaire in his day, like one of the richest people in America in his day. And, he, and so, um, so the and so the, the other two newspapers hated Hearst, hated Hearst. In in uh, in and there was a rivalry between all these between these newspapers, especially with the, the with the Times. They all hated Times because because Hearst could actually, whereas these with these other newspapers had to just basically cover the story. Yeah. Hearst had the money to actually go and. Uh, like actually create stories. Like had the money to like actually like create like different sporting events and like Detroit Times sponsored events. And then his newspaper would be the only newspaper that covered the event. And uh-huh. then it looked like he had the the you know the the, the exclusive, the only right, exclusive right, story right. in town. And so they hated him for all those things. And especially for a stunt that they the Detroit Times pulled. And this is just this the story I'm about to tell kind of illustrates um, you know, just the kind of the, the situation at the time is it was in 1926 in the Detroit newspaper, 26 or 28, somewhere in there. Anyways, they, um, uh, one of those two years that the Detroit news, uh, building, the, the cash counter was held up at gunpoint. Yeah. Okay. Somebody stole like 50 bucks from the, from the, from the, uh, the, the, the cash counter in the Detroit news building. And and uh, in the Detroit Times reported the story. They sent out an extra edition, extra edition, extra Detroit news. Detroit news building gets robbed at gunpoint, uh. and so they <laughs> beat the news to their own robbery story. You know what I mean? It's like stuff like that that they did that just annoyed the hell out of these other newspapers. Right, and right. so and so, anyways, the long and short of it. Um, so the idea was is that eventually the Detroit Times folded. Is in 1960 the newspaper folded. So the archives of that news. So so the archives were talked away. There's only two complete examples. There's only two complete files of the entire like archives of the Detroit News. Um, and, and those are in the um, and those are in the uh, the Library of Michigan in Lansing and mm-hmm. in the Detroit Public Library. So okay. there's only two copies left. And so so you know, like a lot of times modern. Is this is like microfiche. Yeah, microfilm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the microfilm. Yeah. So the, so that so. So, yeah, and so in the 1930s, especially with the City of Champions story, when you're looking at the free press, you're looking at the news, it's like the, the news in the, in the free press were, again, they were covering the events, right? Like they were the Tigers win the World Series, Lions do that, you know, Lions win the champion, their championship, Red Wings, Stanley Cup. But the, new, but, the, but the Times blew it way up. Yeah. They blew it way up. It was like every day it was like City of Champions, City of Champions, City of Champions. They had all kinds of fun with it. In fact, it was them. It was the Detroit Times which sponsored the Champions Day party at the Masonic Temple okay. at the end of the season. And so, they, and so, it was, and so the Detroit uh, News and Detroit Free Press didn't even mention that the party was even happening. Yeah. The, the Detroit News mentioned it a day after it happened, but just it was, it was after the event happened and only just like a little blurb. Yeah. That was it. And the free press didn't mention it all. The, the free press issued this commemorative newspaper the day after. This is a replica. Right. Um, but they issued this commemorative newspaper the day after the party. Um, and, and that was their sort of uh, – this was April 19th that this newspaper came out. And then April 18th was the day of the party. So it was the day after. Yeah. And so because if they were to – if they were to um, – uh, if they were the ones that promoted this – you know, promoted the event, the Detroit Times event – then they would have been like, you know, given, you know, given glory to the Detroit Times. See, so, so that's what I'm saying. So, like, so there was a rivalry in that newspaper. So that, that component is, is sort of a, is, is important to understand because any modern day researcher that goes back in time to look up, you know, that says, oh, I'm going to look up, you know, I'm going to look up information on these teams. And they, they only use the, the news in the free presses, which is maybe all they've ever heard of. Sure. 
Um, or maybe they think because the times folded, it wasn't that really that big of a deal. That's a you know that they're missing out on an essential trove of information. And that's see? where some of your colorful absolutely writers. Detroit came Times from. was was an essential component. What well, like was it, Ken? Iffy the Dipster? What was it? Oh, Iffy the Dopester. I think Iffy, he was Iffy the Detroit the News. I think he was Detroit News. At the, yeah, I Iffy, love that Iffy name. was awesome. Iffy the He's the got dumpster. a great little cartoon all the time with him too back then. Yeah, uh, Iffy. The, yeah, he was cool. Um, but so that, that's that's a basic component. Um, that, that that's like one just that's just a um a one um you know element of it. But uh, but yeah, and so you know that so that's one of it. And then another another uh, component of it is the way that people um, study sports history today. Right. You know, sports history really isn't that old. I mean, a hundred years is really what we go. You know, a little bit yeah. over a hundred years yeah. is, the, is the story is the history of, of American sports. And so a lot of times when a, a researcher, when they study, uh, when they study sports history, they're like the history of the Tigers, the history of the Lions, the history of the Red Wings. It's, it's, it's always compartmentalized into different sports. And so if all you're looking for is the, is, is the, is the Tigers information or the Lions or whatever, you're not even really looking. There's 8 million things going on in the newspapers. So if sure. all you're looking for is that subject, you know, that's cause that's what the readers want to hear. I don't care about football. I don't care about hockey. Yeah. I want to just, you know, I just want to read a book about baseball. You know, leave me alone. I want to do that. And so that's what they write for. That's what the, you know, the person might be only a baseball historian or only a sport, a football historian. So that the way that the sports history is studied is also one of the contributing factors to that. Come Cause this is the whole, this is all sports, you know, this is the mm. whole, you have to look at the year. And so it, out of these papers, um, did you read like every day for all three papers? Did you go through each and every one? Have you gone through all of them? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did a bracket. What, what I did, I spent, it was years. I spent, it was every single day. I went in there and I read, like I didn't read every newspaper, but I, you know, I did a real thorough, um, you know, dive through each of them. And it was, you know, what I did was I bracketed, um, uh, it's not, a, it's, I bracketed like a, a year and a half on top of each. Uh, season, so it was like beginning. Really, it was, it was I really started before 1934, so it yeah. was really late 1933, and then um, late 1936 was a, really about the bracket of time that I spent for all three um, newspapers. And then, um, yeah, it was every day in the Detroit Library. Like I, I live in Detroit, I live right next to Detroit Library, so it was every day. I mean, that was my that was my thing, you know, wow. doing, studying every day. But um, but yeah, so it was you know that was key. So, but there's also one other element which I think is really uh, important to the to the enders to the element of the forgotten nature yeah. of the story, which is that um, is that you have to keep in mind like when this story takes place. You know, the story ends in 1936, uh, in, in in April 1936 with Champions Day, and then just a couple of short years later, World War II begins. Sports become completely unimportant, mm -hmm. and and so when uh, and so when the world comes back from war. Um, when the world comes back from war, within the first couple months of the of Detroiters coming back from World War II, the Tigers win the World Series. They uh, won the 1945 World Series, right. and then there's the 1950s, the golden age. The auto industry comes back. Yeah. The Lions, the Lions win uh, two championships. The Lions, the Red Wings win three. This is like they, they, you know, there's championships galore. Bobby Lane, Gordie Howe, you mm. know, winning championships everywhere. So all these, so there was a whole new era of Detroit sports, a whole yeah. new era, and so everybody was looking forward to like turning the page. And whenever anybody in the, you know, whenever people look back at like the 1930s, the first thing is like, that was the depression. You know, like, what do we need to know about it? That was a depressing time. Yeah. You know, and it so, was called the depression. It was called the depression. Why do we want to go there? Yeah. Great depression <laughs> stories are, are, are a lot of times marginalized because it's like, that was a depressing time. Well, fuddly yeah. foo. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, but the idea too, um, just to like with final element to that story, to component is, is that imagine a, a like a, a you know, like, you know, two brothers going to a, you know, like imagine a father wants to tell his son about, uh, you know, going to the Red Wings championship in 1935, you know, yeah. it's like takes us into a game. But, the, you know, imagine he wants to tell him about this whole events of this year. 
But the only problem is, is that like, you know, he went to these games with his brother, or whatever. Maybe his brother never came home from war. Maybe mm. his brother is no longer there. And it's in that memory is tinged with a sadness. You know, I mean, that the fact that they can't, you know, he'll shed a tear just from telling the story. So a lot of these Great Depression stories, you know, people always think of this like almost like an unbroken line, like father, son, mother to daughter, whatever. But a lot of these stories, maybe they were difficult to tell. Maybe they were difficult, you know, so, you know, they were difficult to, you know, to pass down. The so. trail is broken. Exactly. So I think that a combination of these events and maybe even more. Well, then, then, then you of. have the advent of, uh, you know, film and, and, and the, the, the footage, sure. video footage, uh, film footage of the games being more prevalent. Absolutely. Um, in, in the 50s and then into the. Sure. You know. When, they, when the world came back from World War II, it was a goal. You know, it was, everything changed. Everything changed. Yeah. Big broadcasting came in, everything. And then even when, when talking about sports history, a lot of times sports history is divided. They actually call it pre-war in post-war, like yeah. they say, pre-war sports and post-war sports, meaning World War II. Like the World War II is the great like dividing line. And it's like everything that happened before that a lot of times is viewed as like, you know, like ancient history. I mean, they wore <laughs> leather helmets and football back then. You know? Like it's <laughs> yeah. viewed as almost like archaic. And then everything post, you know, it's like, okay, now this is legit sports. You know, yeah. this is the real thing. And that's and it's and it's it really is a it's just a perception. It's not anything anywhere near reality. I mean, this is this is a this is an incredible era. And uh, yeah, so th- I think the combination of those factors, <clears throat> um, you know, and maybe even uh, maybe even more that I haven't even thought of, but um, mm. uh, so yeah, that's um, the elements of the forgotten element of it. So, so the, the the current forgotten elements, right? That was that was what we were talking about there. Um, so, what needs to be remembered? What do we have to dive in, and and what do we have to extract from this? Yeah, well, what? I mean, the the whole the, you know the whole component of the um, of like. That's, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, we talk about, like, oh, this story was important. You know, like, we got to remember this story, or at least I, you know, say, I tell people, like, this is important to remember. But it's more than just, like, saying, you know, like, than just saying, oh, well, you know, hey, we just heard Charles and Jamie showed it. I remember it's all good and done. It's all well. And, you know, now I remember it's fine. We can move on. Um, but what I like, it's, I refer to like sort of a, th- a thing that I said earlier on, which was that, you know, forgetting this is akin to forgetting, like, Henry Ford. Um, forgetting like the the American Revolution and you know being called an American, um, be, because the, because it's what these it's it's you know what like uh, what happened to 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 lead to the evolution of these teams, which is I think the, the core of what needs to be um, remembered. And they remember in the in the the main thing you know, for, for the Lions. I'll give you an example for the Lions. Uh, the you know the uh, the important element of the story is the fact that they arrived in Detroit in nineteen thirty four in nineteen thirty four as a result of the Tigers you know, electrifying the city. The city was going crazy for baseball. And the NFL had this great team in Portsmouth, Ohio. And they're like, well, maybe we can utilize the enthusiasm of the Detroit Tigers, uh, you know, to to establish a a football team where we failed three times to do so before. You see, like, I mean, so that, that's the connection with the Tigers. Like, you know, that they, that the, the Lions were brought there because of this excitement in the Tigers. They yeah. were named the Lions because of the Tigers. Their best player, Dutch Clark, was, um, was nicknamed the Ty Cobb of football to, to, so that there was an association, as in like a new Ty Cobb in Detroit. So, I mean, like I say, the, so the, the, the rise of the Tigers in 34 and 35 was essential for the birth of the Lions. And so, and then it was, as far as the Tigers are concerned, besides the many incredible stories, <clears throat> And players um, that need to be remembered as you know within the boundaries of the Tigers' story is the idea that the uh, that the Tigers were even in the position to do that. Yeah, that there was such a, a, a you know this huge um, love. You know the, t- the the fans were so crazy for the Tigers at that moment 
that it actually led to the birth of an NFL team. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, to understand, you know, that, I think it just shows. So it really to understand just how important the 1934 and 35 Tigers were to this, you know, to Detroit. And a lot yeah. of times they're, they're kind of like, oh, you know, it was a battle back. And oh, yeah, they did a win a championship that year. That's cool. But no, they were essential. They were a critical component of the story of Detroit sports. And they've largely, there's, you know, like I say, Hank Greenberg, Charlie Ganners, a couple names that people remember. But, you know, by and large, the, the story of what this season, you know, what happened in, in 1935 is, you know, especially with the Tigers, is, is forgotten. Um, and then uh, and as far as the, the, the Red Wings are concerned, um, the Red Wings uh, the, perhaps benefited more from any, than, any other, than any other team as a result of this season. Uh, like, like I say, going into 1930, going into, like I said in the last episode, going into 1935, the Red Wings were, were not even the, you know, the, the, the fans that came to watch the Red Wings before that were Windsor fans who would be cheering on Canadian teams. Yeah, yeah. They weren't even like the Red, the Detroit, hockey was not popular in Detroit. The, the fans were, the, the, the Jack Adams, the GM was, was, was mocked for, for supposedly trading potatoes for tickets <laughs> just to get, you know, fans in the, in the, in the ball, in the stadium, in the arena. And so, so in the, the Red Wings had changed their name three times in five years. Right. They were, they, this is a team that really, like I say, they were like a third class, if that, in the city. And then suddenly, now after the tie, Joe Lewis has risen to the top of the charts, which is also a, a fundamentally important thing to remember is, is the story of Joe Lewis in 1935. But you have the Tigers win their first World Series. You have the Lions win their first NFL championship. And so with all this winning going on, now all eyes for the first time in their history are on the Red Wings. Yeah. Fans of Detroit are looking over at this obscure Canadian sport yeah. and they're saying, what? You mean we can win like all three championships? Like we can have like a city of, you know, they started hyping up the city of champions. Well, Detroit could become the city of champions if we win this hockey, you know, this, you know, this obscure, what's that, what's the name of the trophy? A, a Stanley, a Stanley Cup? They didn't even know what the name of it was. You yeah. know, like it's just, it's, it's so, that's what I'm saying. Like it, all of a sudden, they didn't necessarily, I mean, it was like, it all, the, that's when Detroit fell in love with hockey because like now the Red Wings, they're not just like playing to win something. They're playing, they're, you know, they're playing for Detroit. They're playing for that final piece of the, of the puzzle. Right. And so it was an intrigue. It was an intrigue. And so, and so they're selling out games like every night is another record, another record, setting attendance records every single game. And then using that, you know, that backed by that fan enthusiasm, backed by like the, you know, the, the, the greater, um, gravity to what they were doing mm-hmm. the red wings win their championship and you know, again you know they create this notion of detroit supremacy in sports and you know establish detroit sports you know story so and you pulled all this stuff out of let's go back to your research that you did in these primary resources of these newspapers and 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 the people talking and telling their stories uh through the newspaper articles so you mentioned like a lot of times people write uh a book and it'll be a baseball book. Mm-hmm. You write a football book. You write yeah. a hockey book. The, the city of champions. Now this covers all three plus all the other yeah, thirty three championships. Yeah, thirty three championships. Um, it's, a, it's a trilogy of books now. So what you know is it is it would would a baseball fan enjoy this and uh, yeah, would a football sure. fan enjoy these pieces? I think so. I mean, you and, know, and I, I love like, all sports. I loved all the sports, but the you know, I just think like the you know, it's it's not you know the the whole thing is I think it's about the story. I just think that's what's so cool, and it's yeah. and they all were interrelated. Like the Tigers would go, the Tigers would you know show up at Lions games. The Lions, would, Joe Lewis was known for going to all the different sports games. So you see all these different characters pop up in each other's stories, and they're again they all are interrelated, and so and that's 
that's what, and that's kind of goes back to what I was saying about, um, and, you know, it really, I guess you could say the final element to why this story, should, you know, the, what needs to be reconsidered, what needs to be remembered yeah. is the idea that, you know, if, even if you're only a Tiger fan, even if you're only a Lions fan, even if you're only a Red Wings fan, okay? Yeah. The, in order to understand your team's early history of where it came from and how it became the way that it is, you at least have to under, at least have to know what happened in the beginning because there was that interrelationship. They all benefited from being part of this story. And again, the Red Wings story, you cannot separate from the City of Champions season. You can't say, oh, I I love the Red Wings. I study their history. I read Red Wings history books. Um and so, but I don't really care about the Lions and Tigers. I don't even know about the City of Champions season. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. It's inseparable from that story. There, it was it was that that's what led to the enthusiasm in Detroit. And so, I and what, what I guess what I was trying to you know lead into it with all this is is the idea that um you know it's it, you know is it enough to lean back and the self satisfaction of knowing. I know I can stump a random person at a bar trivia question because I know the answer to the city champions question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it a novelty or is it something that's worth holding modern day teams, reporters, um, writers, you know, accountable for for the stuff that comes after this discovery and saying like if they only write a book about the Red Wings or if they you know don't talk about Champions Day or if they don't talk about um, the city of champions season or any of the components that made that team. Uh, you know, become what it became as, you know, the, the benefits of this season haven't happened. Like, like, is it worth, you know, is it worth us holding those, these people that are responsible for that information accountable to the, what we now know? Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not blaming people for saying, oh, you don't remember the studio champion season. It's, you know, you're, you're an idiot or something. I'm just saying, but now we do. Yeah. It's not our fault that we didn't know about it. But now what, who are we if we're confronted with the fact of what we now know? And you still don't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, are we st- are we really a great sports town if discovering the fact that the greatest season ever happened in our own backyard yeah. that we fail to do even try to do anything? I love these. And that's where they're, I come in. So. They're like the Harry Potter series. The first one, the City of Champions, yeah. the overall book is yeah. a little thin. Yeah, it gets and by the time you get to the third one, yeah. it's like uh, it's like Girls, the, yeah. the Half Blood Prince. And it's well, like, really, I wrote the th- these se- the second two are all about the players. And right, so I wrote right. these two together. So this yeah, is yeah. what it would have looked like if I hadn't separated them. Yeah, that's a and, monster. Yeah, it's a monster. So I didn't want to release an encyclopedia. So, um, so, but anyways, but the other, but the, the difficulty of the books, um, was that, um, because they're so thick, um, you know, a lot of people were telling me when I was going to publish them that I should divide them into Tigers, Lions, Red Wings, you know, Joe Lewis, Tigers, Lions, Red Wings, and then the 33 championships. Like I should have five different thin oh, books yeah, yeah. and then I could sell them, you know, yeah. piecemeal and make more money. Yeah. But that ties right back into what I just said about once they're separated. Now sure. people are like, oh, I only want to buy the Tigers. I yep. only want to buy the Red Wings, Red Wings, the Lions, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm contributing to this exact same situation. That was the dilemma that I found myself uh, in when publishing. So I had to divide them in half. The first book focuses on um, is like the introduction, and then Joe Lewis and the Tigers, and then the third book is the Lions, Red Wings, and all the other championship sure. champions of nineteen thirty. Walter Hagen, yes, we're gonna yeah, get oh, yeah. we're gonna get to oh, Walter. Dude, there's some great stories in there. He Walter was a bit Hagen. of a character. Oh, a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was man, Walter. He's that. He, I'm, again, that's another story. I'm looking really looking forward to talking about Walter, so the Hague. There yep. he is. We have we we were we were chatting about what we're gonna cover on the podcast. And uh, back and forth, and what's called the first one. And episode one was the discovery. Yeah. Uh, this episode two is just trials and tribulations, and the difficulty of bringing back the forgotten story. Well, yeah, yeah. Just, and then you yeah. got to mapped out the next story. Episode three is going to be the genesis, and that's the arrival 
of Mickey Cochran, and we're going to go into that in in the third episode. But there's and again, that's the th- that's the thing about 1935. It is so deep. There are so many yeah. people, yeah. and each of these players and coaches and owners. We got um, a lot of we've got a lot of shows own, to do. Are there <laughs> a lot own of shows to do, man? <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. So follow us along. We're going to uh, we're going to cover it all. We're going to dive deep into all of it. And uh, next up is is the arrival of Mickey Cochran. We're going to go there next. I keep saying I'm looking forward to a story. Like I'm looking forward to Garwood. I'm looking forward to uh, to um you know to Walter Hagen. I'm looking forward to Mickey Cochran. I'm looking forward. You know, like yeah. Yeah. Wait till we get to Sid Howell. Wait till we get to Sid Howell. He's not related to Gordy. Yeah. The yeah. Ottawa assassin Sid. How? Wait till we get to him. I can't wait to get to him too. I'm all right, so all of them. everybody, just stop what you're doing, pull over, and then subscribe because you got to hear the Ottawa assassin, Sid How. Sid How. Sid How. All right, we're getting to that one. I don't know where he falls in the. He's at yeah, the. He's. It's not for a while. We got a lot of other stories to get to. But there he is. And, There's and, so and, many. Yeah. Geez. Um. All right. Yeah. We. It looks like we had two or three mapped out for Joe Lewis here. Um. Uh, four. And then, yeah, there's so many. There's so many. There's so we're we're going to get to, but there's a lot of great stories. I'm telling you, like, you know, th- but maybe that was like a teaser to like drag people along, to hook people on. Don't go, wait till we get to the Ottawa assassin. You know, Ottawa like assassin. Like, every, every episode they tune in to hear the <laughs> Ottawa assassin and it's like, damn, when are we going to get to him? You know? Yeah, so we're right going to drag him along. We're going to play. We're going to, uh, you know, drag him along to we, but we'll get to him. There's a, but there's a lot. I mean, um, there's, there's so many, I mean, it's uh, such a, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the whole series. Yeah. Man. And I, I'm not, I can't plug your books, but I, it, you know, it's, it's, it's how I found out about you and it's how I found out about this season. Uh, and if people want to get their hands on the book, you're not doing a commercial for it. Cause I, really the point of the podcast was just yeah. you and I to sit down and yeah. I want, I wanted you to tell me the stories. I love yeah. how excited you yeah. get yeah. about these stories. And yeah. I just, I'm like, holy crap, people need to hear this. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but your books are available on the website. DetroitCityOfChampions.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's, that's the main thing. There's a Facebook page for it as well. Yep. Uh, we'll be doing videos of these podcasts. We're going to in there intersperse some of, some of the photos, uh, into the video. So you're not just staring at our mugs, yeah. uh, hey. the whole time. <laughs> uh, so, but, uh, we'll throw some of the pictures in there for the, the video of it as well. And, uh, you got to, so these photos and things, um, are they there? Cause you said that we, cause we, we've done some stuff. We've been working with Joe Lewis Bourbon and, uh, you, you had pulled out like this photo of Joe. Um, cause we were doing an episode about luck, Lucky Millinder, a band, the big band director yeah, yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, and apparently he and Joe had become friends and whatever. And then you have this picture of Joe Lewis conducting a band. Yeah. That's great. And it, it's gotta be Lucky's yeah. band. At, it, at who knows? Yeah. It must have been. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, most likely. But uh, so, but you've come across some like really unique and interesting photos. Yeah, what yeah. what's one piece of photographic that you're that's just like a feather in your cap? Something you were really proud of? You never imagined you would find something you found photo- photographically that just blew you away. <sighs> Man, I, it would be very tough to. Yeah, um, it would be because uh, and these books are tough. illustrated like There's crazy. So and again, many. we're going to intersperse them There's into so the. Many. Uh, into the yeah. into the, there's the over videos a here as well. Photos. It's it's tough. You're looking at Bucko McDonald right there. He's my favorite red. He's my favorite Red Wing of all time. Oh yeah. Oh wait till we get to Bucko man. Bucko, Bucko the Socko. Bucko the Socko McDonald. <laughs> he's my favorite. I wrote for the screenplay for the movie. He's my like I wrote like wait I wrote the whole the character for Bucko into it. Bucko. He was the most one of the most fascinating personalities in sports history. Man, they used to say he was green. They're like he might you know the, the word green indicates like a fresh young player. Yeah, you know, a young guy. 
guy that like some of the writers said he may be green, but he's as green as green hickory. <laughs> he was like a tough, like, you know, you know, uh, smash mouth type player. Oh my God. But uh, as far as photos, um, I think, uh, I don't know. It's so tough. Was uh, there anything that just like I, I, blew you away? Yeah. So there's two things I, you know, I don't want to talk about any specific photo or anything like this, okay. but, um, and actually, that's an episode we can add is the this newspaper I found. It was, I got a little story. I'll tell I'll tell this real quick story about this newspaper. How's that sound? This is just to get you know the yeah, yeah. story. I can dive deeper into a full episode later if we want. But um, but the, the the concept is this: is that from the very beginning of this project, I feel like there has been something that's like wanted this to come back, right? I feel like there's like some kind of like you know div, you know divine guidance of some capacity, God or something like this. And so, um, and so anyways, there was, so when I was finished with the first book, uh, what I found out when I was doing this first book was that at the city of champions dinner, the Detroit times had issued a commemorative newspaper just for that dinner. Okay. Oh, so they, so it wasn't released to the public. It was only released for that to commemorate this dinner. And there was an estimated 800, uh, fans there in that game. So I, I estimated maybe a thousand of these newspapers were printed and you can clearly see them holding. I have the photos in the first yeah. book where they're reading this newspaper. You can just see the, you know, the shapes in the newspaper and everything. And so I was like, Oh my God, I got to get this newspaper. I want to yeah. see it. You yeah. know, I want to see this newspaper. And so, and I didn't, I couldn't find it for the first book. There was no looking for it. There was no, I mean, where do you have look for something like that? You yeah. know? And so, uh, anyway, so I had, I, I wrote a note to myself and I taped it to my desk <laughs> for the seven years, six, seven years I was working on these second two books. Find and the note said, paper. the note said right there, look for the city of champion, the champions day newspaper. Okay. And who the times did it? The Detroit Times, yeah, because okay. they threw the Times right, through right. the party, the and, the, party and, yeah. and Bud Shaver was the was sports editor for the Times, and he was the MC of the event. And so uh, Joe Lewis was the guest of honor. All the teams were there. Everything was huge. I mean, there's all the teams were there and everything. And so, and, and so anyways, I had this note taped to my desk that said, look for City of Ch- or for Champions Day newspaper. It was taped to my desk so that every day when I worked on this, I would look like on eBay, on newspaper, like there's sites where you can buy old newspapers. There's all these different, you know, there's a bunch of different places you can look. Yeah. So every single day for almost seven years, I checked every single website out there, look, you know, anything that where I could look for this newspaper. Okay. And I, it was like not, nothing. I mean, I, it was like, it maybe was five, five years because I, because I, so anyways, um, but every day I was looking for this newspaper. Yeah. Okay. And then like, and so this is where it kind of gets kind of, kind of weird or interesting or, or something. But, um, but I was at a bar this one night in, in Detroit. I was at the, I was at third street bar and we were, and I met these two people at this bar and we had a great time. We were having a great conversation. We were talking about all kind of cosmic stuff, right? You know, something like this And the conversation warranted going back to my apartment to have, to, to drink more and talk more and do whatever. Anyways. It was it was that night that you know I, I like to listen to other people's perspectives. I like to you know put myself in their shoes and their thoughts and everything. And the thoughts that they were telling me were were kind of dark. Okay, mm. they were talking about like that there's no God and that like we're just random. You know, okay. we're just random things and we're like how can we think we're you know that's that there's a God grizz. Anyways, the 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 line of thought that they presented to me like actually was like you know. It was, it actually was somewhat of a convincing line of thought. You know, I believe in God and everything. And that was, you know, in considering their line of thought was really like a dark thing for me, at least for me, you know, maybe people, you know, take comfort in it or whatever, but I didn't. And it was like, anyways, so that night I was like, um, you know, I was, I went to bed or whatever, you know, they all, they left. And then the next morning I wake up and it was, uh, and it was with that same thought in mind, 
that it was like this dark, you know, like that, man, maybe there's no God out there, man. This is a yeah. weird thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of like almost like a hopeless thought, right? And so anyway, so I checked my email. The very first line at the top of the page, the very first message of my morning when I woke up, it said, it said City of Champions newspaper. Ah. First email that next morning with that line of thought in my head. And I clicked on it and it says, um, it, it was a guy named Joseph Doobie. And he says, he says, Mr. Avison, I was cleaning out my, my, uh, my attic and I found an old trunk in my, I found an old trunk in my attic that, um, that, that has a, that, that has a newspaper that says City of Champions. It was written, it was by the Detroit Times that this newspaper was put out. And I was like, I, and he said, do you have any information on this? Oh, so he was looking to you because you're he a source no, on yeah, this. Well, he looked up Detroit City of Champions oh. and it, the dot .com came up, my website. Yeah. And so then he, so he, you know, I, he invited me out to his place. I go out to his place. He told me it was the 18th. Oh there my was God. no price on the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, this is, this is it. This yeah. is the, city of Cha- this is the Champions Day uh, newspaper. Yeah, yeah. God's so a paper I, boy, apparently. That, well, yeah. So I, so I go out, I draw up to his house. It was a couple hours away. And I had, I took, I had everything that I could offer. For him to buy this newspaper, <laughs> which was not much. I'm gonna you give know? you my car. I'm gonna yeah, give... be, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't pay well to be like a you know a research historian working on a project <laughs> that nobody's ever heard of. And so I go up there with like I think I had like 210 bucks. That yeah, was like yeah. my entire. That was everything I had. Yeah. And I had you know I get I had a, oh. like a, I, my copy of my first book. I had um you know just a bunch of other trinkets I could muster you know muster. And I go up there. And sure enough, he lays this in front of me. And not only is it that champion, I mean, I recognize that a lot of it because it's, I got the photos in my book. Yeah. Right? And so, um, and so I'm like, this is it. I told, and, I, and here's the thing I said to him, I said, I told him, I said, I have been looking for this for six years. I'm like, this is the only copy of this probably in existence. Yeah. And he had told me that he, and so, you know, you know, um, he, so he, this is the only copy in existence. So I told him up front, I go, this is a priceless newspaper. It's priceless. And I told him, I said, I go, but here's the thing. Nobody knows what it is. <laughs> to me, it's priceless. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And probably to the world once they find out what it is too. Yeah. But right now, nobody has any idea. It's, what it's, this a, is. it's an amazing piece of memorabilia. It's an, yeah, exactly. And the other, oh, I forgot like one of the coolest parts about the newspaper. What is it was signed by the three Tigers' best pitchers in 1935 <sighs> at the top of the newspaper in pencil. Oh. Schoolboy Row, Eldon Walker, and Tommy Bridges had all signed it. So it was probably <laughs> signed by them on Champions Day. Oh my God! Right? It was in yeah, mint yeah. condition. This newspaper, mint, like almost mint condition. Oh. Oh and I told, so I didn't, I wasn't trying to do rip him off or anything. I laid it all on the table, exactly what it was. Sure, yeah. This is a priceless newspaper. But I told him, I said, here's the thing. In my hands, this one copy of the newspaper that your grandfather or your dad held onto from that party will help to tell this story. Everyone will get to see it in my hands. And that's the reason I want it. I'm not getting it for the value of it. I'm getting it because I can take this newspaper and put it in my books you know, clean it up a little bit so people can see it. And, you know, maybe one day we can have it in like a museum so everybody can see the original. But my point is, is that this, it's almost, and it, and it fascinates me that the thought, it fascinates me that somebody that, you know, that there are a hundred thousand newspapers were issued on that day. Yeah. And that this one newspaper that, you know, somebody was holding in their hand that day could like one day, 80 years later, be seen by like, you know, hundreds, you know, thousands, millions, whatever you want to say. Sure. That that one newspaper conve- that was conveying in- information on that one day, to, you know, to that one person, you know, 80 years later could convey it to such a, a potentially much larger audience. I just always thought that was that was cool. But uh, but just the overall story. So I'll, I'll finish yeah. it. I'll finish it. Yeah, yeah. So he so I so I told him, I said, 
I you know I said this is I laid it out. This is what it is. It's incredibly valuable. It is you know it is what it is. And I said you know and I was like you know yeah I was and I was like can I make you an offer or whatever I kind of indicated I definitely indicated that I was interested in it, whether it was to borrow or to to buy or whatever. Right, right. And so anyways he he gave it to me. Oh my god. He gave it to me. Oh my god. He said he just said he goes take it. It's it's for you. I said I go. You know, I was like are you serious man? He goes. I, I, this is my, you know, this is my gift. Like make it, you know, turn it, make it, give, make sure everybody sees it. Oh my God. Make sure everybody sees it. He gave me this newspaper. And so and I gave him a copy of my book, you know, this and that. And, yeah. um, oh. and, and so I was, and so my point is, I guess the, 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 the fascinating, and I wrote a whole story about it in the third book. Cause I have a, a, I have a section in the second and third book called tales of a traveling storyteller, sure. which is all this crazy, weird stuff that happens over the course of six years of, yeah. of following this, this, this story. And anyways, yeah, but I was like, but, but I'm like, you know, from that morning when I was like, had this dark thought about I me, mean, it was at that moment where I was considering whether or not like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is no, you know, divine influence, you know, you know leading me across the, you know, leading me sure. towards this project sure, and, sure. and helping me finish these books. You and, got a bigger answer and, you know, than you ever God. imagined. Yeah. Maybe there's like, maybe there's no God. Oh, maybe there's no God. And then, <laughs> but that was definitively erased when I'm like, dude, that city of Ch- the champions, a newspaper, like at man. the moment I was having those thoughts. So like, I'm telling you, I'm here to say like, there's mm. a God, man. Or, or, <laughs> or at least some kind of divine influence because and she is cool. She is, yeah. She, yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. um, they, they, uh, but that's what I'm saying. So that, that yeah, that I think that's got to be my, you know, that, my favorite, if if not one of my favorite oh stories. My but I've got a million. I mean, there's a lot of there's there's a. Um, so where's that paper now? Is it you got it? Framed oh, up I've got and, it. I've got uh, it. I don't. It's it not. I don't have it framed at this moment. Well, because you got it. There's a lot to it, right? How big? It's is a whole it? newspaper. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. As soon as you put it in a frame, you're kind of leaving only one section yeah, open. And yeah, the newspaper. Yeah. It, that's what I'm saying. It's huge. It's I mean, it's 18 inches tall. 24. No, it's uh 24 inches tall and 18. It basically looks like this. Yeah, yeah. But two panels. Wow. That's what you're looking at like this. Wow. And so, I mean, it's it's huge, and of course, that it's a full newspaper. It's you like the, six pages. You gotta put the little white knit gloves on. Kind of, yeah. The, big, <laughs> the biggest thing with an old newspaper, and this is a tip for anybody that has an old newspaper, is to lay them flat. Don't don't keep them folded because the acid of the newspapers gravitates towards the seams. Oh, okay. and so and it will. And what happens is the acid because it's all acid, all acid paper. And so the acid gravitates towards the fold, and then once they they both connect, that's where you see that dark brown line that yeah. gives, and then it eats away the middle of it. So anybody that's got a um anybody that has an old newspaper that you're trying to preserve, lay them flat, you know, lay them flat. That's the key. Yeah. But um, but anyways, yeah, no, it's it's you know, I have it laid flat, and uh, and I I just I haven't framed it because I you know it's like it's tough. It's like what side yeah. do you frame? Yeah, you yeah. know, like you frame the one side where. Cause it, cause that's what's so cool about the paper. And I have them all, the, the photos are all in the book. I, and I, so you've, you've it's up, been preserved it. and yeah, yeah, I've got it in. This is, I got this whole special section in here. Um, let me see if I can just really quickly, I'll show it real quick. So this is, here it is right here. This is the champion's dick. Can they see it on the, yeah. maybe we'll, we'll insert it in the photos. Like, yeah. I'll yeah, send yeah, you the yeah, pictures. Yeah. Cause this is, yeah. So this is, you know, this is the cover page. Champs. You can just see this is all the champions from 35. Okay. These are all the, they did a quick, um, summary of all the different champions. They showed all the, the last moments for each game. There's the, the Tigers are on the top there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Joe Lewis looking down at one of his opponents. He's knocked out. The Red Wing, the final goal uh, for the Red Wings. Um, nice. Uh, Goose, Gos- Goose Goslin hitting the final hit to win the World Series. And um, Dutch Clark uh, uh, carrying the football in the NFL championship game. So, so. And then, yeah, I've got the signatures uh, yeah. right there, too. You can see it on yeah. the newspaper. Wow. So that's what I mean. Like it was just. So yeah, I think I think that was my. I think that's one. Of, you know, at least one of my favorite. Certainly one of I my love favorite it. stories. I just, uh, certainly one of my favorite stories. Um, there's a. There, but there was. My God, you open you you saw it. you you open you open the book and found <laughs> Buckle McDonald just a picture of Buckle McDonald. Like, oh, hold on a second, let's talk about Buckle real quick. Yeah. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like, what's your favorite picture? That one. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Today I, it's I love this them all. One, yeah, yeah, tomorrow it'll be different. Uh, you know, like. 
right. So we have a lot of stories to tell. DetroitCityOfChampions.com. Detroit City of Champions. The podcast is on Facebook, too. Uh, find us there. DJ Jamie Detroit uh, on all the socials and a website there to say hi to me. And, and, and if you if there's something uh, you want to know or uh, yeah, be cool. something you want us questions to head or whatever. towards, yeah, yeah I think definitely be cool. uh, reach questions out. or anything. Yeah, that'd be cool. Reach out and we will answer them. So like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Uh, we truly appreciate that wherever fine podcasts are, are, yeah. are sold. Uh, we'll do it again. So we'll uh, I, we'll dive into uh, to what did I say? The the Mickey Cochran story next time. Can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. So the, the advent of uh, of the Tigers. Yeah. All right, cool. Detroit City of Champions. We're out. All right, buddy.